having a paying your own way. Whatever happened to that? Okay, now I got to tell you, I never borrowed a nickel from anybody. I paid my college as I went. Okay, I painted houses. And it was hard work. And I made a lot of money painting houses because I worked like an animal. I didn't borrow any money. I never had student debt. I worked and I worked and I worked and I worked and I worked. Okay, I had the amount of jobs I drove a cab, I was a water safety instructor, I worked at Carvel. I mean, from, te- year, from 10 years old on, I was working. And my father drummed it into my head save as much money as you can, which I did. Okay, so I was able to get through. But the only person in my entire life who ever gave me any money was my elderly grandmother. And I didn't even want it. But she gave it to me and she wasn't going to spend it. So I said, okay. Uh, You know, I took a few bucks from my grandma. That was it. You know, and I am proud of myself. Because I made it on my own. No help. So now... I see these people walking around, not all of them, some people need help. And I'm more than happy to give them help, as you know, in my charitable foundation. I give away millions of dollars. There was an item yesterday in the Cindy Adams column in the New York Post where Sean Hannity, Geraldo Rivera, and Bill O'Reilly given $50,000 each to Geraldo's charity for autism. Okay? I'm happy to do that. These autistic kids, they need help. And as much of the help I can give, I'm going to give. You know the veterans, you know Independence Fund, you know Brothers Keeper, you know all that, okay? I'm I'm pleased to do it because I know people need help. And I want the government to have safety nets. I do. So if you're elderly and you're ill and and you don't have a lot of assets, government should help you. If you're a child and you have bad parents and and, uh, you don't have a book in the house and you're getting cuffed around, you're being abused, government should help. Absolutely. But if you can work, And you're going, give me money? No. You're a heroin addict? No. You're an alcoholic? No. You don't get it. Sorry. You're not entitled to it. I'm not giving it to you. And these people taking my money in Washington, D.C., doling it out to those people, that's a crime, in my opinion. That's a sin. They don't deserve it. These beggars all over New York City, they come up to me, I go, hey, You know how many jobs there are open? Look at the signs. Help wanted, help wanted. What's the matter with you? You know, these are males, 30, 35, and they just shuffle away. I'm lucky I don't get knifed. I'm not giving them any money. Oh, I'm hungry. All right, fine. Go wash some dishes. They'll give you a free meal. Nothing wrong with that. Now, there is a percentage of our population who think they're entitled to money and free health care and free daycare and free this and free that because they don't have a lot. All right, I'm sorry you don't have a lot. I wish you did. But there are ways to get a lot or at least get enough to get by. You got to develop a skill and work hard and obey the law. What do you have to do? You're unwilling to do it? Don't ask for my money. That's what this Democratic Party stands for. And that's the only thing it stands for. Give, 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 give. So they vote for us. And that's what Biden is doing. He's got no plan. He can't solve any problem. 
He's making this country worse. Everyone's suffering because he's president. Do we get this? Do we get it? He's incompetent. Okay. So now, with all of this giveaway stuff, there is no work requirement attached to any of it. So you get it, but you don't have to give anything back. You don't have to look for a job. You don't have to get training. You don't have to go to school. You just get it. New York Times is the one that champions this. Throw that op-ed on the screen. This is from a woman named Bryce Covert, a far, far left person. She writes for The Nation. This is what she says. The not-so-subtle racism of Trump-era welfare form. That's the op-ed title, okay? Ignore the platitudes. Work requirements have never been about helping the poor or unemployed. They've always been about punishing black people. It's cruel to demand that people work to receive help they need. Everyone of all races should remain exempt from work requirements. This is their philosophy. You people, for whatever reason, who don't want to work, you don't have to. We're going to give you stuff. I mean, look, how can you be a far left person with that philosophy? How? Jeez, it's just. And when I raise with my liberal, liberal friends, they have no answer. No answer. And I know real smart liberals. They can't answer. Well, it's the sick people. I know we covered that. Sick people, you have to help. Okay. So you may remember Bill Clinton back in 1966 passed, all right, a welfare to work bill. It was a charade, but Clinton got behind it because back time in 96, Americans had risen up and they said, look, enough of this. I wish that would happen again. That's why I'm doing this segment. But anyway, the bill passed and it required recipients getting government money to begin working after two years of receiving benefits. You got a two year freebie, but then you got cut off if you weren't looking for a job. You had to prove it. Okay, so that's what happened back then. Let's go to Chicago. Totally out of control, violent city. Everybody knows it. There's no doubt about it. No two sides of the story. Now. Uh, Chicago is poised to create the nation's largest guaranteed basic income program. Basic income? This isn't an income. This is a giveaway. So the Chicago City Council will vote tomorrow on whether or not, and this will pass, to give $5,000 to low-income households every year. Okay? Now, they're chosen at random. They can't do it for everybody. Random. Yeah. Okay. So there'll be 5,000 households getting $500 per month. I'm sorry, $500 per month. And this is a giveaway. Now, you don't have to do anything for the city of Chicago. You don't have to rake some leaves or clean up or do anything. You just get it. I guess they're going to put their name in the hat and pull it out. I don't know how they're going to do it. Okay. But this is what socialism is, what they want. Now, where is that money coming from? It's coming from Biden administration. It's coming from the American Rescue Plan after COVID. So Chicago got a huge infusion of money, just like most major cities. They haven't spent it. Because what are you going to spend it on? All right? They won't hire more cops. Crazy. 
So that's so it's my money and your money going to Chicago to give to people who aren't required to do anything. Awful. All right, now how how does all of this stuff get passed? I mean, that's an error. It gets passed because there are in this country millions and millions of people who either want the free stuff or support the free stuff because they're morons. Okay, and that starts at college. I guess it starts in high school now. So Middlebury College in Vermont is an excellent academic school. It was started in 1800. I actually took my son there to look at it. And we were there for about 20 minutes and we saw how crazy it was. Crazy left. And we said, mm, it's nice, but no. Okay, so now the director of counseling at Middlebury College is a guy who hates white people. His name is Dr. Alberto Soto. Now, I don't know him. I'm only saying that he hates white people because of what he said. I'm going to quote him now. So maybe he doesn't hate white people. Maybe I'm being unfair to Dr. Soto. But explain this. Put it on up. Quote, at some point, says Dr. Soto, we must address and identify the source of all our psychic suffering, which is whiteness. Heteronormalivity, patriarchal systems, etc. So the source of all suffering is whiteness and heterosexual people. Okay, that's the guy in charge of counseling at Middlebury College, Rutgers University, State University at New Jersey. Okay, so. They have a woman teaching there, an associate professor in the Department of Women's Gender and Sexuality Studies. Okay, her name is Brittany Cooper. All right, so what does Brittany say? Quote, throw it on up. I think that white people are committed to being villains in the aggregate. White people's birth rates are going down because they literally cannot afford to put their children, newer generations, into the middle class. It's super perverse, and also, they kind of deserve it. <laughs> now, that is so insane, I can't even begin. But you guys who live in New Jersey, you're paying taxes, state taxes. That goes to Rutgers to pay Brittany Cooper's salary. <laughs> and that's why the country is a mess, because more colleges are crazy than are not college, than are not crazy. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD. 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 
877-444-GOLD or text GOLD to 65532. I went down to Palm Beach, quick turnaround, uh, met with Donald Trump. Um, I've known him for 30 years. I think my interviews with him are the best ever. You can Google all of them if you'd like. But I think tonight will demonstrate that. So we begin with Joe Biden. Roll it. You know, President Biden must really love you. He's doing you such a huge favor by being in so much trouble and the country's collapsing. And then the polls show that people are almost having voter regret. Did you ever hear that phrase? Voter regret. Well, I think they might have regret, but I think they voted for me at a level that nobody's ever received before as a sitting president. 75 million votes and 12 million more than we got last time. So I'm not sure they have regret. I think we got No, no, they have regret voting for Biden. No, no, I understand what you're saying, Bill, but uh, I'm just saying we got a tremendous vote. And the administration of Joe Biden has been a disaster. You don't think he's doing it on purpose to help you out? Oh, oh, sure. I'm sure he's doing it on purpose. (laughs) Okay. I think they can't help themselves. So let's look ahead. Let's look ahead. That's what everybody wants to know now. If you decide to run for president again, you'll be in Grover Cleveland territory. You know that. I do. The only president who is elected to non-consecutive terms. So a lot of people are asking me, and I got tons of mail on this. Will President Trump change his style a bit if he runs again to be less confrontational to try to win over independent voters? Will you do that? Well, let me just tell you before I give you that answer, uh, I had no choice but to be aggressive and confrontational because I was hit with many phony deals from Russia, 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 impeachment, you know, hoax number one, impeachment hoax number two, Uh, So many Ukraine, Ukraine. We were hit with so many different things. The Mueller investigation, which turned out to be no collusion, uh, that you had to be confrontational and you had to move fast. And on top of that, I ran a country and we rebuilt the military and we did the biggest tax cuts and regulation cuts and all of the things we did. So I'd like to have a little bit more peaceful uh, presidency from the standpoint that the radical left went after me like they've never gone after a person. But you know that when you were in the primary up against your Republicans who wanted to be president, it was Lion Ted, it was Sweaty Marco, it was Boring Jeb. I mean, you really went in and battered these guys. Would you do it again if you're primaried? Would you do it that way? I think it depends on who I'm running against. I mean, I have no idea who it would be. It was Paul Ryan. Well, that would be. You're going to go after him. You're going to. No, if it was Paul Ryan, I'd attack him very hard. I thought he's. I think he's terrible. Have you thought? I think he's a terrible person for the Republican Party and for the country. But no, it depends on who I'd be running against. So, have you thought about? You're the 45th president with a pretty good record in office. I I, I think a very good record. Okay, but even even your detractors, the people who despise you, yeah, all right, they can't criticize a record-breaking economy, can they? The best we've ever had. Okay. So does it occur to you that maybe I run on my record rather than I run on Donald Trump settling scores? Well, I think uh, I wouldn't be doing anything to settle scores. I just want to have our country back. Our country is lost right now. We suffered, in my opinion, the greatest embarrassment in the history of our country with Afghanistan. 
That withdrawal was shocking. It was a surrender. It wasn't even a withdrawal. That was a total surrender without a bullet being fired. And you look at 13 dead warriors. And by the way, many wounded. Nobody — and I'm talking about seriously wounded — legs and arms. Uh, and you look at $85 billion worth of equipment left behind. There's no reason. Why would you leave it behind? All right. Let's get into that. So Biden blamed you and said uh, you made a bad deal with the Taliban and that he inherited it and there's nothing he could do. I don't think many people buy that. Nobody believes okay. it. Look, look, okay, I made a look, great look, look, deal to, to get out. So we you, didn't have a soldier killed, Bill, in 18 months. Not a soldier killed in 18 months. Right. They and respected you us. You told the Taliban, look, you don't mess with us right. and then we'll try to get a coalition government. But you didn't have the Kabul government in on those talks. It was you yeah. and the Taliban. That's right. By not having Kabul government in on the talks, did you emasculate them? They, there was no government. I was never a believer in Ghani. I thought he was a crook. And I said it five years ago, before I was even in politics, I said it. Uh, he was going to — I made the statement a long time ago. He will be out the door as soon as we leave, and eventually right. so you have had to no leave. confidence in the Kabul government. I had no confidence in him, and I had no confidence in the, the government, and I had no confidence in the army who we were paying. We were paying their military people among the highest salaries in the world. Right. That's why they did it. Right. They didn't do it because they wanted something to do great for their nation. They did it because we were paying them six billion dollars. Yeah, they were mercenaries. Now, if you had been reelected, would the Taliban have taken that country over? Bill O'Reilly's interview with President Trump continues in just a moment. Now, if you had been reelected, would the Taliban have taken that country over? Uh, the Taliban would probably, I'll tell you what I would have done. It would have been very interesting. I, I had a great plan. Uh, we would have had some control. You don't want full control. We would have had some control. We would have kept Bagram. For China, much more so than for Afghanistan, because, you know, it's right next to China. Right. And very near their nuclear, where they do their nuclear development. That's not a bad place. And right now, from what I hear, China's going to take over Bagram. It cost us $10 billion to build it years ago. They're going to take longest runways in the country, in the world. Actually, 20,000-foot runways. It cost us a fortune. China is right now. All right, but how would you have prevented the Taliban from taking over? Well, listen, we had to get out. It was 21 years. All right. It was ridiculous. To prevent uh, them from taking over. I think I would have tried to hold the country uh, in good. Uh, I don't think Ghani could have done it. I was totally against him from the beginning. Okay. And he left with his cash. It's you and the Taliban. And somebody has to look into right. that. I would say that I would have tried to keep this coalition of people together, but I don't think it would have worked. Somebody would have taken over because we had to get out, but they wouldn't have killed our soldiers. They wouldn't have kept our equipment. It would have been a much smoother been a much, exit. Yeah. I always said that that whole thing will collapse as soon as we leave. We were holding it together. Yes. So I think I would love to have given it a little bit of a shot, but once we're gone, I always said, and I said this years ago, it was going to collapse. Okay. So whether it's Taliban or not, now, Taliban would have been a much weaker force than it is right now. Right now, they have our equipment. They have now they're asking for ten billion dollars worth of ten billion dollars worth of money yeah, from yeah, the yeah. United States, and they're going to get it. I don't know. Biden's on the skids. Wouldn't you say so? He, he, he's his poll numbers are way down. Nothing's working. And now, inflation's at five point four percent. 
you spent, your administration spent a lot of money because you had to rebuild this and you had to do that and all well, that. Well, just to say, just to say, we had to rebuild the military. Okay, that's We had right. an obsolete We military. know what you spent it on. How did you keep inflation under control for four years when he's been in for nine months and it's up 5.4%? Well, What's the difference? Okay, one of the big things I did was become energy independent. And we had very low energy costs. And if you're going to have high energy costs, everything else follows energy. Okay, so it was him shutting down uh, the Keystone Pipeline? I think it was a big thing. Not just Keystone. Keystone's the least of it. That was something he should have never done. I just had everybody. We were drill. You know the expression? Drill we must. And we were getting great energy. We, were, we had that more oil and mistake. gas. He well, put regulations on, on uh, oil and on the other happened, fossil fuels. Yeah, Bill, once that happened... When energy, look, when they were going to the pump and seeing $5, it was $187 a gallon. And now it's going to be over $5. Some places, it's already over $5. That goes throughout the whole economy. I think energy was a big factor, a very big factor. And I kept it lower. We were making money like hand over fist with energy, bigger than Russia, bigger than Saudi Arabia, energy independent. We were number one in the world. Once that stopped, and now we're going back and we're negotiating with OPEC, it's now $80 a barrel. Right. When I was there, and this is less than a year ago, it was $40 a barrel. It's it crazy. was less than that. It's crazy. Okay. That was a big so, factor. So the southern border has collapsed, all right? You had the Remain in Mexico policy. Uh, the Mexican government had their army on the border, right. preventing all of the migrants from massing and coming over. That army's gone now. They're because gone. Because of the way I dealt with Mexico, they gave us 28,000 soldiers free, no charge. Right. And they patrolled the border for us, and they did a great okay. job. So you got Afghanistan, a catastrophe. You got high inflation. You got a collapsed border. Biden doing it on purpose? You would almost say... When you look at the border or when you look at the pullout of Afghanistan, you would almost say nobody can be that stupid. Nobody can be doing this thinking it's good. Nobody could pull out the soldiers in Afghanistan before they pull out the American citizens or before they pull out their $85 billion worth of equipment. I said, he must be doing it on purpose. They must hate the country. They must you hate really our country. Do you think that he's subverting his own country? I don't know what's going on. Look, look, Bill. You could ask a five-year-old child, and I actually did it. A young man was there. We talked about it with a group of people. I said, so what would you do? I'd keep the army there. I would keep the military there. <laughs> Look, when you see something like Afghanistan, the most embarrassing thing that's ever happened, in my opinion, to our country, I think it's number one. And I think the border is, I don't think anything's close, but I think the border is, it's a catastrophe. is very embarrassing for right. us. It's, it's a, a catastrophe. catastrophe. And but, it's, but, but it's killing our country. He's either doing it on purpose or there's somebody telling him to do it, all right? People in his ear and these decisions the president is making are hurting the country. It's either or. No, or they're incompetent. But in really look, one. he's surrounded by you, just as you were. You know the game. You're in the Oval Office. You got experts all over the place. Are they all that? It stupid? could be that way. Look, look. It could be a number of things. It could be they hate the country. Now, I don't happen to believe that. Okay, I, they can't. I mean, they just can't. But how do you make decisions like the border? We have coming into our country. They're emptying out their prisons in many other countries. You know, I used to talk about the three plus Mexico. 
Now I'm hearing it's 47 different countries. They're coming from the Middle East. Haiti. How can they're coming in from Haiti? Do you think hundreds of thousands from Haiti? Do you think President Obama has President Biden's ear? Do you think President Obama is involved at all in this? I think he's probably involved. But actually, I, I heard a statement which I respected. President Obama said, it's not sustainable to do what we're doing with the open that's border. That's what he said. He made that statement a few days ago. And I said, that's nice that he did that, that he said that. It's obvious that it's true. But this group is far left of Obama. Or, again, it's incompetent. I don't know. I've never seen anything like it. When you look at what's going on in Texas and Arizona, when you look at tens of thousands of people pouring into our country, and then they say you have to wear a mask, you have to get vaccinated, you have to do all these different things. And yet these people are flowing in by the hundreds of thousands a week. Yeah, with no regulation yeah. at all. If you were president, would you say to federal employees, particularly in education and the military, you have to get vaxxed? Would okay, you have so, that man? No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say to anybody you have to, but I would sell it. Look. I'm very proud of what we did with the vaccines. It was supposed to take five years and they said it wasn't going to work. I did three vaccines in less than nine months and they do work. They work really well. I would convince people, take it. I don't want to push it. Look, it's killing our country right now because so many people are being laid off. They can't get workers. That's a big factor, by the way, in why the ships are docked out there. We can't get so, anything into the country. So because you, you wouldn't have, mandate you have, federal well, you employees. you have massive numbers of great employees, great people, great employees, leaving their jobs because of the whole vaccine. Would you have thing. them tested? They have to get Sure, they can be tested. tested. They can be tested. But here's the thing. When I was president, there was no talk about mandates or anything. Everybody wanted the vaccine. Now a lot of people don't want it. anti-vaxxers. Well, they maybe don't trust Biden. Something's Maybe, but going it's your on. vaccine, it's, and you've oh, told them to get back. It is, and and I have said it. And so does the poll. You and the poll yeah, both said yeah. get vaxxed. Okay, I have said it. Other people have said it. But remember this: when they call a pause to Johnson and Johnson, that was a huge story. People said, "Would you say it?" I said, "Wait a minute." They just caused a pause over six people. I guess most of whom were okay in the end. They paused this. This was a huge headline. They don't know about Johnson & Johnson. They just know the yeah, vaccine got pushed. The they have done so many things. But I just want to be clear. You would not mandate federal employees have to get vaccinated. No, but I would. I think I'd get most people to take All it. Right, I think persuade them. You wouldn't I think that they would trust me. Okay. They're not trusting this administration. Did China weaponize COVID and then it escaped from Wuhan lab? I, I think what happened is China looked, and I was the first one, one of the early ones to say it came from Wuhan, that came right. from the lab. Chinese virus. And everyone went crazy. You know, I never forgot, I said that. I didn't think it was such a big statement. People went crazy, the left. They went totally crazy when I said it. Uh, so the big question is, did China do this on purpose or not? I think probably they didn't, okay? They did not. I think they did not do it on purpose. Uh, it certainly fit their agenda pretty well in many ways because it knocked us out. It knocked out the world and it knocked them also, however, but they were able to control it. One of the worst things that happened is 
They kept it in Wuhan and the rest of the world, but it didn't go to the rest of China for the most part. Yeah, they, it didn't they, go to the... But you could fly. So they put a wall, so to speak. But I you don't think they weaponized COVID? I don't think so. No, I don't think so. I don't All right. think so. Why didn't I you fire certainly Fauci? hope not. Why didn't you fire Fauci? Everybody hates Fauci. Well, it didn't matter because I did pretty much the opposite of what he would suggest. <laughs> but you still had him. No, he's been there a long time. I actually got along with him very well. Call me Tony. He goes, call me Tony, sir. Uh, <laughs> call me Tony. He was a much better promoter than he was a doctor. But you didn't fire him. No, I didn't fire him. He, he said, uh, let, let them come in from China. Months after I closed it, I Don't said, no, I'm not going to In hindsight, you should have sacked him. Come on. He had, he had much less influence in my administration. Optics. Well, look, I mean, Tony, one, one more, wait, one more. wait one second. Tony Fauci said, masks are no good. Don't wear masks. I, I now he's a, know that. Now he's a radical master. Why didn't you fire him? Uh, why? And he's been there a long time. Why didn't you fire General Milley? Come on, Milley. So Millie was a different guy when I was there. Different guy. He played uh, to whoever was sitting in the Oval Office. So he's a phony. Well, I, I, he made some statements that were really dumb. For instance, on the military, when I said we're moving out of Afghanistan, we'll take our time. I dealt with Abdul. Abdul was not going to do anything to us, the head of the Taliban. And I was very rough with Abdul. But you know what? It was fine. We had a good understanding and we got along just fine. But Millie said when I said all equipment out, all people out, all Americans out, and other people, but I said, I want every nut, every bolt, I want the tents, the, the, I want everything. And Millie want... said, fine. No, Millie said, sir, it's cheaper to leave it there than it is to take it. I believe that's why they left it because- well, Why didn't you fire him when he said it? No, I just thought he was very stupid, okay? Well, why did you keep him there? Uh, it's a long story, but I will tell you, you know, they've been there a long time, and I'm not looking to do terrible things to people, but he said a lot of stupid things. Man. All right. Lots now, of final question. You know the Zuckerberg story unfolding? I'm hearing it's a big story, okay. and I think it's illegal what he did. Well, this is the real rigged election. This is the real steal. Well, it's part of it, but it's No, part but of this it. is it. Yeah. If you see where the $400 million that he donated yeah. to the left-wing nonprofits, if you see where that money is, because we've been investigating, it's in all the places that there was suspect. So it wasn't voter machine fraud or dead people. It no, was- By the way, it, it was everything. It was all right, including- but this it. was the big one. You realize, because you're president of the United States, it is against the law to electioneer at a polling place. Yeah. You can't, that's a crime, okay. all right? But not if you have mail-in ballots. You can go to somebody's living room and fill it out for them. Yeah. That's what happened. Okay. That's one. That's part of what happened. Let me tell you. What he did, in my opinion, was illegal. This is Zuckerberg. Yeah. It was illegal with the drop boxes or the lock boxes or maybe the unlock boxes. It was electioneering. Did you ever see the percentage of vote that Biden got in those boxes when they came in? And sometimes those 90%. boxes- 90%. Sometimes 97%. Yeah, because he was, they were targeting it. Correct. And, and there are those that say it was totally illegal. But it, he he's going to get away with it. But now we know what happened. Poor Rudy Giuliani. Well, you don't know if he's going to get away with it, okay? Not under the Biden Justice Department. But it Department. would seem that they don't do anything to anybody but Republicans. Doesn't it seem that way, right? Well, Wisconsin's not going to do anything because Evers vetoed it already, and Biden and Merrick Garland no. are not going to do anything. You know Wisconsin that. is looking very, very strongly at it right now. Their Senate, 
which really controls that Everest more so than ever. Let's see what happens. All right. But with Wisconsin, they found tremendous fraud. But when you look at those boxes and what you look at what Facebook and others did, it's a disgrace. Now, we covered an, enorm an enormous amount of ground, thanks to me, because I am focused. All right. But I just want to get this. You're thinking about changing your style if you get back into the presidential sweepstakes. You're not going to be as harsh because you have a record to run on. Is that what I've heard? I will do whatever it takes to make America great again. That's all I'm going to so do. If you, if it whatever has... it takes. If I have to be harsh, I'll be harsh. If I have to, let me tell you, I was harsh with NATO. Got $430 billion from NATO. They were ripping us That's off. That's not what I'm talking about. I know what harsh. I'm talking about. I know exactly. But I'll do whatever it takes to make America great again. Our country is in trouble. Our country Big time. has never been in a position like it is right now. We're not respected by anybody. I will do what it takes. And it will be all about America first, whatever I have to do. Now, we have sold more than 30,000 tickets Good. for the Trump O'Reilly History Tour. Good. I always put your name first, Mr. You better, President. you better. Okay, okay. More than 30,000. We still have about 15,000 left, all right? I think based on this interview that anybody would want to see oh, Trump O'Reilly on the stage. Do you concur? I think so. I think it's going to be very successful. Already is successful. Look, with virtually no advertising, in fact, until a couple of weeks ago, no advertising. Right. You sold 60% uh, of the seats, as I understand it. You're doing, it's because we're of doing you. four locations. It's not me. It's you. Well, it's a combination. Look, it's right. a combination. We have nice ties, both of us. We've always had a great thing, not necessarily friendly, but we've always had some great little debates going over the years. And like today. We always had a lot of fun. But I think we're going to have fun. We're going to learn together. We're going to have a great audience. And it really is selling amazingly well. You know, considering we spent no money on promotion. That's right. No, no marketing. Or anything. Right. And we have big arenas, and they're almost sold out. They're getting close to being sold right. out. So congratulations. Thank you, Mr. President, for Thank putting you. up with me. I think that was one of the best interviews you've done. I see you on cable TV. Nothing comes close to this. You know it. You know it. You do a good job, Bill. I've always said it. Thank you. All right, so uh, let me know what you think. Bill at BillOReilly.com and name in town if you wish to apply. Put it up there. This is where we're going to be, and I hope you guys um, check us out. So there's still some nice seats available. Uh, FLA Live Arena and Sunrise, that's Lauderdale, December 11th, December 12th, Amway in Orlando. Big show there. And then the 18th in the Toyota Center in Houston, and the following day, Sunday, the 19th, Dallas American Airlines Center, and uh, we would love to see you there. All right, so that, I, know, I thought that was interesting, we'll see. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's gonna get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day, and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. Hey, this is Vivek Ramaswamy. The media has systematically lied to you. The Hunter Biden laptop story, the origin of COVID-19, the Trump-Russia collusion hoax, or how your money's being spent in Ukraine. Enough already with the lies. No more lies, hard truths only. That's what the Truth Podcast is all about. It's not standard conservative talking points. 
If you want that, go somewhere else. But if you want the hard truth delivered to you in a way that challenges you and will challenge me intellectually, you're not going to find anything like this on the internet. Subscribe to The Truth Podcast today on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right. If you get a passport, you can get a gender X instead of man and woman if you want. Now, a lot of the right wingers are going nuts over this. I kind of understand this. So if you are a uh, man who uh, identifies as a woman, you have that right under the U.S. law. You can. But if you go to another country and you dress like a woman and it says you're a man on a passport, that could be a problem. So they're giving you a little option to be an X on a passport. Now, is that going to solve your problem traveling abroad? Not if you go to a Muslim country or Russia or China or another totalitarian situation. Not if you go to Cuba. Okay? They're going to see that X. They're going to give you a hard time. Just so you know. Okay? This isn't going to be like, oh, here comes a passport with an X on it. Come on in. Uh-uh. You're going to get a hard time. But here in the United States, I don't object to this. All right? I'm, I'm a pursuit of happiness guy. So the technology is there, uh, the medical science is there to do a lot of biological things. That's your decision. Loudoun County. This is just getting so far out of control, I can't tell you. So Loudoun County, just north of Washington, D.C., the school board there is imposing critical race theory on the students. And there has been a student, a girl, 13, who was raped by a boy wearing a skirt in the girl's bathroom. That's been established. The kid pled guilty. The principal in the school denied it even happened. It did happen. The kid was transferred, and he did it a second time. All right, so Ladd County, totally out of control. So now some students, uh, some parents there, want to see what the curriculum is. It's called Second Step Curriculum. They want to see what it is because it has to do with CRT. Well, they have to sign a non-disclosure agreement before the school will show it to them. Man, I'm telling you, if I lived in Loudoun County, I'd be following an enormous lawsuit against the public school system there. Enormous. And I will tell you, on an update situation, the principal of that school where the girl was raped, Scott Ziegler, still there, even though he lied about it. Still there. Hadn't stepped down. And the prosecutor in Loudoun County... Buddha Bibberja, who trying to persecute this father of the rape girl, she's still there. Now, you voters in Louder County, you voted for uh, this prosecutor. Boy. Okay, we have a good final thought. I first want to tell you that Christmas is coming, and I guess those geese are getting chubby. But BillOReilly.com, a Christmas store, we don't have any supply problems. We have everything, and it's very, very reasonably priced. If you buy a bundle, the O'Reilly Christmas gift bundle, you get, all right, Killing the Mob, fabulous book. By the way, that's a great gift in itself. Regret your 2020 vote yet. Bumper stickers, the God Bless America tree ornaments, and you get a gift certificate to BillOReilly.com, you can give to somebody else. So this is why this is important. 
if every premium member, and I can't tell you how many they are because it's a corporate thing, but uh, it's six figures. Okay. If every premium and concierge member gave one membership as a gift, you get all that stuff free. And we double our delivery. So help us so we can help you. Because the more premium members and concierge members we have, the lower our pricing is. And if you are a concierge member, you get 20% off all the Christmas stuff. Premium members, 10%. So it's worth checking out, I believe. Word of the day, do not be a lout, L-O-U-T, when writing to BillOReilly.com. Bill at BillOReilly.com. Bill at BillOReilly.com. Now, final thought. So people believe what they want to believe. And then you can bring in facts. Some are persuadable. But many are not. Let me give you two good examples. The election of 2020. Both sides. So if you hate Donald Trump, there is no amount of evidence of voter fraud that you will believe. None. Zuckerberg, arrests, anything. You are not going to believe that election was fraudulent no matter what if you hate Trump. If you love Trump and do believe there was fraud in the election that rises to the level that the election should have been thrown out, there's no amount of evidence on the other side that will dissuade you from that belief. So you can say the audit in Arizona didn't produce anything you could could introduce in court, because that's true. I don't care. So both sides are never, ever going to change their opinion, ever. They believe what they want to believe. Now, how about individual faith? The rise of atheism and people who don't believe in any religion is astronomical in America. Okay, we are becoming a very secular country. Why? Because believing in religion, which generally has rules to follow, is hard. It's hard. I don't want to follow any rules. I don't want you to tell me what I can and can't do. I want to do whatever I want to do. So I'm not going to go to any religion. Okay? No, I don't care. I can't see any God. I'm not going to believe it. Because it's hard to believe it, and I don't want to do it anyway. That's what's going on. So uh, I've been researching eyes, physical eyes. Don't ask me why. I'll explain it someday. But your eyes, the intricacy of just that body part, is beyond any evolution. Couldn't happen. It's so intricate, the human eye, that it had to have been created by a higher power. There's no way some amoeba or some cell or could have happened. And just, if you want an interesting thing to do, just research the eye a little bit. It's incredible. And it just couldn't have come from some swamp or an asteroid or whatever they're saying. So that kind of science leads rational people to a higher power. So I wanted to counteract the secularism stuff, but again, people are going to believe what they want to believe. And I hope you believe this is a worthy broadcast. We'll see you tomorrow.